Welcome to the series Growing Up in Easton. Uh, this is a program which will preserve the past, the childhood memories of those uh, people who grew up here in Easton and who want to share the activities and events of their childhood. Uh, these are events and activities that probably many of you are not familiar with, uh, but we want to preserve them, we want to share them, and so I'm, it's a, with a great deal of pleasure today that I uh, welcome Alice McCarthy and her classmate from the Oliver Ames High School class of 1948, Wayne Legg. Welcome to Growing Up in Easton. So, um, Alice, um, you, I understand that when you grew up in Easton, uh, it was the Depression. Yes. And yes. what was it like? Tell us a little bit about your family. Um, well, I was born in 1930, and I was the last of eight children. My parents must have been delighted when the, the depression, well, the depression had hit just before I was born. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't ever remember being deprived, and I never even thought that I was poor. It never entered my mind. And, um, you know, I think of the people nowadays that the government is trying so hard to help uh, and get out of poverty. The thing that we were not poor in was we were not poor in spirit. And I was the youngest child. Um, everybody had to help except me. I was always fondly referred to by my older brothers and sisters as a spoiled brat, and they were probably right. <laughs> but um, uh, everybody had to pitch in. Um, my, we always had a cow that lived right next to the house, and my father always had a garden, and my brothers had to go down and help with the garden. They had to help cut the hay and get the hay in for the cow. So they were pretty busy. Um, and I don't remember my father having to get after them a lot to get the job done. Because when you don't take care of a cow, you hear about it from the cow. And my <laughs> mother would know immediately. But um, Didn't you have chickens was, too? Oh yes, we had chickens. and. Um, you know, it was a small farm, and that was very common in Easton when and I was young. And where was that farm located? At 69 North Main Street, and the house is gone, and there's a fancy new house up there, lovely house. Um, it wasn't much of a house, and um, we lived there with my grandmother, who took one whole room in a six-room house. It was very cozy. <laughs> um, and uh, Wayne, how about you? What was your experience? Well, it seems like it's quite similar to, to uh, mm -hmm. hers in that uh, actually I'm not a bona fide Easternite. I was graduated from Oliver Ames in 48, and, uh, but I came from Stoughton, mm -hmm. born in Brockton at the old Goddard Hospital. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, we moved from Stoughton uh, in, when I was about nine years old. And uh, then we moved to um, 
Barrow Street, which was right near the schools. And we stayed there for a couple of years. But um, my, my history involves, similar to her, during, during the Depression, uh, especially when we were in Stoughton, uh, my mother had the five, five kids and pretty much one right after the other. And it put her in the hospital several times. But in order to survive, uh, she would do baking, and she'd bake pies and cakes, and, and us kids would carry them around the town, and uh, she would do these on order. And uh, we would uh, just deliver the cakes and the pies. And my father uh, worked uh, for the town and also for the WPA. Mm. And, and that was the, WPA was the? The Work Progress Project. Project Association yeah, or something. something. Yeah. yeah, it was a federal federal thing. Right, and then he worked also worked for the town, and uh, I I also had some animal. When we moved to to Easton, we first moved to the Barrow Street, and stayed there for a couple of years, and then we bought a house down on on One Seventy Eight Center Street, mm -hmm. and uh, we had some little land a little land there. So I used to have a vegetable garden, and I I bought a a goat. And a, and a kid, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And I, I also had a small flock of uh, ducks and chickens. I built a chicken house, and uh, this was all to help, you know, supply to to live during that time. Th times were hard, and uh, so I would I would sell the the ducks, the duck meat. I would I would kill them, <laughs> pluck them, and have it, whatever you had to do. And at that time, my mother worked in a uh, textile factory in Canton, mm -hmm. and she would go to Canton, and she always worked the night shift. Oh, gee. And uh, she worked there for, for many, like 17 years, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people at, at work would order, a, would order a duck, you know, and I'd prepare the duck, get that ready, and then she'd take that to work and sell the duck. And so that's how it, how it went for a while. And the, the animals themselves, uh, they do tell you what's wrong. <laughs> and one, one thing that quite often happened was that the, the goats would get free because I just had them staked. You know, I couldn't afford a fence to go around the building. And uh, they would get out in the middle of uh, Center Street and stop traffic and everything else. You know, and that, that, was, that was always a problem. <laughs> And, but there uh, wasn't much traffic then, Wayne. <laughs> no, there wasn't. It's true, <laughs> true. But one of the one of the funny things is is that a person up the street had goats, and I bought the goats from him. And uh, as soon as it was time to try the goat milk, I hated it. <laughs> I couldn't stand the goat milk. I never did. And uh, I used to used to milk the goat and then turn around and feed it to the baby, to the to the kid. And that's how it went for quite some time. I don't know how long I had them, a couple of years, I guess. <laughs> well, you, yeah. you two came from families that recognized that they had to be very resourceful. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah well, and to, to manage. And you had, there were five children in your family, mm -hmm. eight in yours, yeah. so there were many mouths to feed. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. what's you interesting is that you're, you also, the older children must have had to take care of the younger ones Absolutely. because mm -hmm. your mother was working mm -hmm. as well as your dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 In fact, a funny thing happened once when my, when my baby sister uh, was born. She was, she was born at home, 
Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, on the kitchen table, they say. Was that Maxine? <laughs> no, that was Faye. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she was born in 35, I think it was. And uh, she would cry, you know, when she was born, she'd cry and all that stuff. And my brother, Jack, uh, he, he woke up and he's yelling at my mother. He says, let the cat out, let the cat out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an, an old story that we remember, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of um, the memories I have of uh, my mother, who really had to struggle to find enough food for eight kids, as you can well yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she didn't turn out to be the best cook in the world <laughs> because of that. But uh, we always fed adequately. But I remember um, the tramps coming, the tramps coming up out of the woods from the railroad tracks uh -huh. looking for food. I don't know if there was a camp down there. And I can remember my mother used to tell us never to go down near the railroad tracks. And I didn't know why. I was always with an older sister or so. Um, I just had to follow them. But um, quite frequently, they'd be sitting on our back step. And my mother would have given them a bowl of soup or a nice slice of freshly baked bread. And, um, they were, you know, they looked pretty sad, pretty dirty and pretty sad. Mm -hmm. And at that point, uh, nobody was looking that good. Um, but my, my mother worked so hard at home. And um, she baked all our bread, all the pies, mm -hmm. all the cakes, and three meals a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty tough job. Yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. been able to do it. And it was yeah. for 10 people, right? 11. Well, 11. My grandmother lived with us. Oh, goodness, wow. yes. <laughs> and took a whole room. Wow. Speaking of grandmothers, my grandmother um, lived at, at Jenny Lynn Street, um, uh -huh. immigrant from Sweden, and um, her husband uh, dropped dead on Main Street um, when my mother was only six and her sister Agnes was eight. And yet, they, uh, they had chickens in the garden and so forth, mm -hmm. but yet um, my mother uh, tells me about told me about stories um, when they when when there was a, a hobo that came along, you know, a tramp, or the ragman would come, and he was oh, all yeah. he would come and mm -hmm. and I remember as a child, uh, I can remember the ragman with uh, with a horse drawn yeah, yeah. wagon, and the oh. horse was skinny. And so was the ragman. <laughs> and my grandmother would say, "Oh, come on in, sit down. You look tired. You look hungry. Have 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 a meal." And and that's how they were because everybody was in the same boat. Oh yeah. Everybody yeah. was struggling yeah. and yeah. and actually yeah. certainly met the poverty standards of today. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't know it, as you said. Yeah. Didn't know the it. The kids don't know. Well. No, because they always managed to have food in their mm -hmm. tummies and clothes mm -hmm. on warm clothes mm -hmm. on their backs. Mm -hmm. uh, went to school, got an education. And so what were some of the, the activities that you did um, Gee, you know, that, I, that didn't cost money? Yeah, one of my fondest memories was that, um, is when I was very young, I was going up to Long Pond, and my mother could let me go up. And um, because I was always with an older sister, my sister Kathleen, who took very good care of me and took her responsibility very seriously. 
she would take my sister Mary and I up and we'd spend the day at Long Pond. And it was like mm. summer camp up there. Mm. Uh, it was owned by the Mackinac's, two brothers that lived on um, beyond the Todd Road on North Main Street when I was little. Mm -hmm. um, and um, everybody used to go up there from the North End to go swimming. All the Craig kids um, would, would be up there and they had a raft of, of children. And this is the generation beyond Jimmy Craig. His mm -hmm. father lived down on Holmes Street. There was a big gang of them and there were an awful lot of Swedes on Holmes Street too. Yes. Um, the Swedish kids didn't seem to have the levity that the Irish kids had. Had the what? Uh, you know, the, the, to, to be able to go off oh. up swimming up the pond. They actually seemed to have adults with them most of the time. Really? Yeah, and there was, it, well, not the, the Gustafsons used to go, but the ride homes never could go. Oh. And, um, so Gus was very strict, Gus right home. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He probably couldn't swim. <laughs> <laughs> so he was nervous about the kids. But as I say, I had older brothers and sisters, and um, I jumped to it when I was told, you know, to get in or, you know, get off the dock mm -hmm. or some mm -hmm. such thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was, it was such a wonderful summer, because as soon as my brothers and sisters got out of school, uh, the day was set, you know, we had to, everybody had to get through their chores. And of course the girls did the housework at that point. So my sister Kathleen and Mary would have to do that and then they'd have to go and make the lunch and I'd let them put the lunch in my carriage and I got wheeled up to the pond. Mm -hmm. And the boys, my brothers would come during the day because most of them had little jobs. Um, so they would filter in and out uh, of the pond area and uh, during the day. Um, it was, uh, you know, I thought an ideal childhood. Mm -hmm. What did and you? It didn't cost us anything. Right, right. What did you do in the summer? Well, before I tell you that, uh, I want to give you a little story about my mother because again, our stories are pretty much the same, mm -hmm. and and. Uh, my mother uh, was taken along with two of her brothers to Oklahoma uh, somewhere around eight, 1906 or so. And, and uh, her, her father was a druggist and he had worked in, in Boston. And for some reason he took the whole, the, the family and, and my mother uh, to, to Oklahoma on the panhandle and he was part of the beginnings of, of the, the town of uh, Laverne, Oklahoma. And uh, he had a drugstore there. I have a picture of that and so forth, with wooden sidewalks and cows, or rather horses and so forth on the street. And uh, in 1918, when the Spanish flu came around uh, worldwide, mm. uh, he oh, caught the flu and he died. Oh. He was like 39 years old. Oh my oh. God. And she always told me these stories and so forth. And uh, when my grandmother then, at, 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 at that time, she had the two, the two boys to take care of and things were just kind of out of whack for her. And she put my mother in an orphanage. 
and my mother grew up in her, in her teens in an orphanage. Oh, oh gee. In, in Oklahoma. And yeah. she always told me that, that at home they lived in a cave. And I couldn't figure out where would there be a cave out on the panhandle. You know, <laughs> I never could figure that out. But she always referred to it as a cave. Yeah. In later years, we, we came to the conclusion that it was a sod hut. You know, a sod, oh, a sod yes, house. A sod, you know, yeah. a sod house. That was, and they that, were big out to her, it would look like a cave because yes. she told me she said, "Oh, we had grass on the roof yeah. and all." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that was quite interesting. Yeah. But that's how she she learned how to cook and take care of herself and the family yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's the same same as what you what you experienced. And yeah. how did she end up uh, back in Massachusetts? Uh, somewhere along the line, her, her mother did remarry for about, I think it was two years, and then she came back east oh. because she had a lot of uh, cousins and so forth in the, in the Stoughton area. Mm. And, uh, and then when she was in, in Stoughton, then she met my father at the church, Unitarian Church, and uh, they were married and uh, they worked very hard, you know, to get a new house and you know all that kind of stuff and fix up the house. In fact, when we first moved in there, uh, our bathroom was in the barn. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, we had one of those, but it had a separate uh, yeah. edifice for itself. Oh, yeah. It was an outhouse. An outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, our, ours was in the barn, so of course we saved all the newspapers and everything. <laughs> That was the toilet paper of the day, right? Right, yeah. Not the Sears catalog, <laughs> which was very, very yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we went through basically the same thing. But um, during, in fact, it was during 1941, I think, that we did get a new bathroom. <laughs> and what kind of activities um, in the summertime did you enjoy? Yeah, uh, of course, the animals. You know, you still, I still had chickens and ducks and, and the goats for quite some time. And uh, I would just putter around the yard. I was a great fix-it person. You know, anything mm -hmm. that went wrong in the house, I could fix. You know? Wonderful. Bas basically, even as even as a kid, you know. Now, what did you do with your friends? Uh, well, we Can didn't have we didn't have many. Uh, they had the Silvers down the street, yeah. and uh, Betty. Interesting. There's a person by the name of Betty Foot that lived next door to us, and now we had the foots <laughs> and the legs. I never thought of that. <laughs> Betty Harold. Betty Harold, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gone now. Yeah. And uh, we didn't play an awful lot around, basically. It's just we did chores. You, you, know, you had a lot to do to yeah. manage. I, I, you know, I built a chicken house all by myself, and, and uh, I was always busy building things. Mm. And Well, your mother must have loved you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were, were you the man of the house in some ways? Uh, for a while there, yeah. 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 My yeah. brother, my brother, because uh, he was <coughs> two years, one, one and a half years older than I was. Mm -hmm. And he worked for Tommy Rye, a farm just up on Sheridan Street. Mm -hmm. And he worked there for quite some time, and he was always off and running to the farm. And then in later years, he went to uh, Aggie down in, uh, where is that? Um, Agricultural Ag School. Agricultural School. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, was, he was stepped on by a cow one time. And uh, a bee sting type of thing, you know, and as he's milking the cows, and, and it put him out of business, and he never went back. 
Mm. But uh, in later li in later years, he he worked out fine. It was you know a temporary mm. type of thing, but it's very painful. Mm. And uh, he eventually uh, went into the Marine Corps, uh -huh. and uh, he did a fine job there. Was in Japan, and then in later years, uh, they called him back again after he already had a family, and they called him back to go to uh, Korea. But instead of sending him overseas, uh, he stayed in in uh, Camp Lejeune. Okay, in and, North Carolina, as, as a as a as a uh, cook. Oh, so he nice. didn't he didn't go overseas again. Mm -hmm. but, uh, and what about um, winter activities, uh, Alice? Oh, winter activities. Oh well, we used to make a great slide from the barn until we hit a stone wall, but it wasn't a very steep hill. And uh, building snow forts, I can remember my brothers would get going on those, and they'd get mm -hmm. sick of them after a while, and I was mm -hmm. sick of shoveling snow, mm -hmm. and uh, the girls could take them over then. Mm -hmm. How about skating? And, yeah. Oh, I oh, skated yeah. down. Yeah. We had yeah, a pond at the end of our field, mm -hmm. and Holmes's pond and our pond was side by side, and Holmes' pond is where Jimmy Craig started skating, too. Really? Jimmy yeah. Craig, of course, is the Olympic Much younger, yeah. uh, goalie. Yes, yep. yes. And um, so we, we skated a lot, and uh, we were able to skate at night down there without the aid of electric lights, because if you fell in, you didn't go beyond <laughs> your knees. They yeah. were just kind of little catch basins for right. the drainage pattern, and that was always great fun. Uh, I can remember wearing very old skates, and nails coming through in the bottom, but you just <laughs> grit your teeth <laughs> because you were having so much yeah. time, fun skating and yeah, put yeah. stuff in the bottom. And yeah. when I was maybe in the third grade, I got a brand new pair of skates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Wayne, how about well, you? We did, we did the same thing uh, when we were in Stoughton. My grandmother had a pond in back of her place. And uh, we went there, but when we were in Easton, uh, we again didn't have a lot of money for, for things to do and so forth. So we would make a set of skis out of barrel states. You know, <laughs> we would make our own skis. And then we had uh, kind of old antique bicycles that we had. Oh, yeah. And we used to, have, they used to do a lot of bike riding, but. Uh, dangerous things like, like jumping over barrels and logs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember one of the places that was always scary was uh, on, on Barrel Street, because that's where we lived. Oh, yeah. But it, Barrel Street has quite a hill right there, you know, yeah. towards, towards the center. And uh, there's a lot of rocks, rocks in that area, stone, big stones and rocks yeah. and everything else. And it was quite a challenge to ride our bike, and we would ride down that thing, you know, and just try to try to avoid all the rocks and everything else. And it was really—I'll never forget that. It's, it was really a, a hazardous, a hazardous game to do. But, and uh, if your mother ever knew you were doing it, you'd be in deep trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah. mother would not allow us to go down to the park because some kid, when it was first open, mm -hmm. broke an arm or some damn fool oh, thing yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah. And my mother said, I have not got the money <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, take care yeah, of you. Yeah, you stay up yeah, here and yeah. play here. Oh, we, we lived yeah. in that house right in the, at the gate going into the park, the very last oh, right. house on the street yeah, in Barrow yeah, Street. We yeah. lived in that oh, house. Oh, that's a great house. And there was a humongous big rock in the backyard. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a big, big rock. Yeah. Did you, um, then you, were, you probably played in the park a great deal. We did, yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I never got involved in sports for some reason. My, my whole family was never really sports oriented. Mm -hmm. So I never got involved with that. I was I was always busy doing something else, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. we did a lot of time in, yeah. in the in the park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but the one thing that you mentioned about uh, buying things, like getting gifts, we we got at Christmas time. My my, yeah. my brother got a, a BB gun, and he used Evans. to use it around the house, you know, and hit bottles and cans and all that stuff. Oh. And I always wanted one. Of course, I was a year younger than he. And uh, I always wanted one. And one one Christmas, like the next Christmas, uh, he he told me the secret. He says, "Don't tell anybody." He says, "But you're gonna get a BB gun." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Oh, great!" So we got it, and then we started to have uh, fights or whatever. What do you want to call Who's it? You know? and, we'd, and we would we would hide behind rocks and we'd shoot at each other. Oh my <gasps> lord! It was Wait. just unbelievable what we went through. See, my yeah. mother would have taken that BB gun and broken it right over her knee yeah. after she got yeah. through spanking whoever yeah. brought it into the house. And the yeah. other thing that my brothers could not have, um, they were not allowed to have slingshots. It was as well oh, they had really? yeah. Uzis or something. I mean, they, you know, my mother would say, I, I can't afford anybody to get badly hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it probably yeah. would have been 20 yeah. bucks at Dr. Porter's for the whole injury and mm -hmm. surgery and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lucky but we never, they, we never they, did get really yeah. hurt. But uh, what's quashed the whole thing, uh, uh, slowed it down a lot, was the fact that somebody in the neighborhood was breaking windows with the babies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we heard about that. <laughs> and so uh, it kind of put the squash on that whole idea, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to say, you were fortunate to live right next to the Frothingham Park. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and of course, that's a, a in my day, um, generation later, or 10 years later, um, you know, we would always go to the park. There was mm. so much to do. Yeah, at that time, yeah. they had just swings and the seesaw and the tennis tennis court. And then we had the bars. Yeah. But now, yeah. um, my daughter and her husband and my three-year-old grandson just came up from New Jersey for Thanksgiving and went to the playground. They have all new equipment there. And, mm. Oh, and, they have And my son-in-law, Ryan, said it's the best playground he's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's quite amazing. So yeah. go visit it. Yeah, Buddy Wiston. You won't fit though on the swings, Wayne. <laughs> they, yeah. That yeah. equipment that they had up there was so wonderful. Um, and, and I had nothing to compare it with because all I knew was Easton. But I do remember those swings as being so heavy. And if you got mm. hit with those swings mm. once, mm. you never ran. Mm -hmm. across the area because mm -hmm. they were heavy, hard swings. And what about that round and thing that everybody got on yeah, and, and ran and with? Ran and ran around. Oh, yeah. 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 And the nice yeah. high yeah. slide. Yeah. They were dangerous I mean, though. What fun. Yeah, fun. But, but all those years, <laughs> you know, kids used that park and they periodically, somebody would get hurt, but mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. ever remember any severe hurt. I mean, yeah. you learned yeah. if yeah. you did certain things up there, you know, you were going to suffer the consequences yeah, of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the swings were really the worst one, but they mm -hmm. were all taken out of there. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, so tell me a little bit. 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, Oliver Ames High School and your high school days. What kinds of uh, exploits did you have? Yeah, it was a uh, nice place to be. 
Mm -hmm. I yeah. liked um, junior high and high school. I was sick mm -hmm. of elementary schools. What did we do? We behaved ourselves. Well, before <laughs> we went to high school, <laughs> the elementary school in the center of town, right. uh, that was a, a nice experience because that's the first place that I started and that's what I, where I met her. Northeastern Grammar School. Northeastern Grammar School and uh, that was an experience uh, for me. Uh, one, a couple of things I remember. Uh, one was that I was interested in drawing and I, I found a good way to draw a picture of Mickey Mouse and so forth. And uh, the teacher allowed me to put that on the, on the slate board, the, the board, and it stayed on there. I don't know if it was a week or what it was, but I don't know if you remember that uh, in, one of, in one of the school, know, in yeah. one of the rooms. And the, the other thing is the, um, I was trying to think, I forget now what I was going to tell you. Well, we'll come back. It'll come yeah, back. Yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> okay, your turn. You know, talking about elementary school, the first thing I think of in, in uh, elementary school was Miss McFadden, who was the principal there for many years. She was a big woman, and she was out around that playground keeping all in mm -hmm. order. She, Oh, McFadden? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think she spent yeah. more time yeah. over on the boys' side than yeah. the girls' yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Heavens, you couldn't mix yeah, did you ever, in a playground. Did you ever get to sit on her on her white bench oh, outside no. her office? Yes, I did. did you <laughs> did? No, I did. <laughs> I had to sit there. I think I had to bring something to the office for the teacher. And Miss McFadden told me to sit on the white bench. She'd be yeah, with me in yeah, a minute. Yeah. And I almost needed a psychiatrist. Yeah, that, <laughs> I that really to hurt sit on, on the, the white on the, bench. On the knuckles, it really hurt, I'll oh. tell you. Did you, yeah. get, you yeah. got hit on the knuckles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had yeah. a, was it a paddle or what was it she had? No, it was a bamboo stick. Yeah, yeah I think it was a bamboo, bamboo stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine yeah, that yeah. happening today? Yeah. But one thing, I, I was punished wrongly sometimes. It wasn't only once. But in, in my initials were WL, uh -huh. and she would put, when you, when you do something bad in class, you'll put your initials up in the, on the bulletin oh, board, you that's know, right. on the corner. I've gotten that board. little thing. And odd, oddly <laughs> enough, uh, there was another person in the, in the room who had WL, oh. and that was Wayne Lincoln. Oh my heavens. And he used to be he was into a, everything. Yeah, he, he was. And he was up there constantly, and she, when she looks at the end of the day at this yeah. WL, she'll say, oh, and she picked on me. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about you, it. Did you, you just know? say, I'm, there's another WL here, not well, me? Oh, my it didn't, it didn't Lord. Work. It just, so she you could have taken both of us, I suppose, but uh, I'll never forget that, because WL showed up quite often. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you, got, you yeah. got hit on the knuckles? Oh, or? Yeah. my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, so that was a funny that's thing. Amazing. You're bringing <laughs> yeah. back so many memories. I had forgotten that about yeah. getting your initials up on the board if you yeah. were naughty. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember to this day, Grace Kent and I were in the same class. Oh, yeah. And Grace and I both sucked our, fing our thumb. <laughs> and Grace sucked her thumb when the two of us went at Children's Hospital as nursing students, mm -hmm. she still did it. However, <laughs> in second grade, we had um, a, a uh, art thing going on, and everybody had to color a tulip. And there was a little spring garden going to be put up on the um, bulletin board. Uh, and 
for every child. So you very carefully colored your tulip and it was put up. Now when it was ready to go up, the teacher, I don't do you think it was Miss Bird, who I loved, mm -hmm. but the teacher um, had kind of a little contest going on as with each child, uh, she asked the class to uh, name their bad habit. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it was up on the bulletin board. Oh, wow. I never sucked my thumb again. Oh, wow. That's so funny. <laughs> but, but can you imagine a teacher doing that? Yeah. No. I mean, no. yeah. ridiculing all, every yeah. kid. Yeah. Right. In the, in the course, the perfect kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they wrote under under their tulip, mm -hmm. but it, I was just mortified. Well, weren't you um, raised to the, where the teacher was always right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I better not hear anything from the school oh, about your yeah. behavior. That's true. Yeah. 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 So they were, for the most part, wonderful yeah. though at Northeastern yeah. Grammar. And I now thought. we have uh, in our society a total reversal of that. Yeah. Yeah. So in in that same context, the same area. Uh, Grace Gracie was my my girlfriend at that time. Oh, really? In second yeah. grade? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, no, fourth grade. Well, it might have been. You arrived in fourth, fourth grade. Yeah, fourth grade. Mm. I guess it was. Yeah. She's a nice girl. But she she was Good my girlfriend, girl. and and you know we just had eyes for each other. <laughs> and Buddy Worcester, he married he married her of course late, in later years. Buddy Buddy Worcester, yeah. and he knows that. So we have a lot of fun now, you know. But. Uh, uh, at that time, uh, we were we were a, t a pair, and and uh, one time we, we we hung our coats in in the room just off the room. Oh, right, right. Yeah. the coat room. The coat room, and it was part of the classroom actually. Right. And um, I don't know about what I said and so forth, what I did, but. Uh, Gracie had a friend, a girlfriend of hers that was, I think she was the daughter of um, Mr. Mason. And she was- Joe she Mason? Was, yeah, Jack I, Mason. I, I can't, yeah, he uh, was, he was yeah. one of the teachers. Right. And uh, she, was, she was rambunctious and so forth. And, and <laughs> we're all sitting in class one time, getting, starting to get our coats. And I heard this loud voice, Gracie, Gracie, you got a love letter. <laughs> and she, I never forget that. She, and I'm just sinking in the chair, you know, because I had I had oh, left a note in Gracie's a coat, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know, remember what I said or what it was, but but I never forget that she yelled it, screamed it out, Gracie, you gotta love it. It'll be all over town. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when you got to high school, uh, what were some of the activities you participated in? High school. I'm just trying to think of something. Oh, I can't tell that story. Sure you can. <laughs> sure you can. Oh, I probably yeah, can. Yeah. Uh, you brought uh, Mr. Mason's name up. Yeah, yeah. He was a uh, Problems of Democracy teacher. And I must have been in my junior year of high school. And Mr. Mason wasn't really turned on by teaching. He loved sports and everything. He was very involved in that. So. He was having a, a, was right near the end of the year. And um, he was telling us what they used to do at class day when he was young. And so, oh, it was all kinds of pranks. That's what class day was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so a group of us in his Problems with Democracy class decided that we were going to pull a prank on him. And so when the class started and he wasn't there, somebody said, you know, let's jump out the windows. <laughs> I think Vanjie was in that class, and I don't know if Vanjie jumped out or not. She wasn't <laughs> I, I remember the that. type of one that did it, but I can remember yeah. I, I was out there yeah. jumping out the window. And, yeah. I and so that, we all I, I ran jump. downtown <laughs> from Oliver Ames High School. And um, Mr. Mason came because he was working on class day preparations, and he came to the class and there was nobody there. <laughs> you remember so, that? I remember that the, the, we Engl ended up, the English teacher, Miss Foster. Yeah, we, we ended up because we came back to the room and mm -hmm. Mr. Mason wasn't there or the periods had changed. So our next class was Miss Foster. Oh, oh dear. And okay. she did not fool around. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And so Miss, Miss Foster was working on the graduation uh, uh, day ceremonies and um, we were having a grand time in a room singing. Mm -hmm. Were you in that class? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> we were having a good that. time yeah, yeah. <laughs> laughing and talking yeah, yeah, and yeah. for a whole period. And she had been told that, um, you know, we, we were taken care of and mm -hmm. we weren't. Uh -huh. And um, I think we all had spring fever. So she came into the class, but she heard the roar of us outside the classroom. And she came in. And uh, she stood in that door and slammed the door shut. And did she give us heck. <laughs> and so it, she was furious because she just never stood for anything like that. And so. Mr. Mason came to our rescue because it, you know, it ended up in the, the principal's office and all kinds of stuff. And he fessed up to the fact that he was the one that gave us the idea. Yeah. And uh, so Miss Foster wanted us all to get red U's, the whole class. To get what? Red U's, that's the worst. <laughs> the, I mean, people that got red U's oh. were, you could get a U, but a yeah. red U under yeah. conduct. Yeah. And oh. what did what did U stand for? So unsatisfactory behavior. Unsatisfactory conduct. behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a red one was, oh, you did something really terrible. <laughs> and so uh, the concession they made to Mr. Mason for fessing up was we got black U's <laughs> <laughs> instead well, of red ones. Yeah, yeah. And you know what really was. Uh, a little scary when you applied to schools and stuff to have a U, and we were yeah. going into yeah. our senior year, yeah. I think, yeah. when that yeah. happened. Yeah, it was late. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was one one of the um, yeah. one of the things that I vividly remember, uh, and uh, everyone was a little, little nervous about college mm -hmm. applications that mm -hmm. year, yeah. but. Yeah. I don't think anybody heard yeah. a thing about yeah. it. It must have been explained. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I too had Mr. Mason, and uh, it, it was then called Ethics, I think. Ethics, Ethics yeah. and um, Problems of Democracy. 
Um, but I also had Miss Foster for English, too. Yeah. Uh, and she was a w very, very good teacher. She was. And as a result, yeah. I became an English major in college. Oh, yeah, and she was a good teacher. Great, yeah. and, and uh, with a large, in large measure yeah. due to her But no Austin around in her class. Oh, no, yeah. no. And she yeah. had the perfect teacher stare, which when I became a teacher, I developed very well. And <laughs> all I had to do was think of Miss Foster, and I could do it. Anyway, um, what impact did growing up in Easton have on both of you in terms of the adult that you became, the interests that you yeah. developed, and the causes that you believed in? Now oh, that's a mouthful. Well, being outdoors all the time, I loved the woods, I loved the pond, mm -hmm. loved the fields, and I became very involved in the conservation movement at the very beginning, 1960, 61 or so. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when I had four small children, and um, I, I think it was uh, being exposed to all of it, and also because I had Mary Harvey as a teacher. Mary loved the outdoors too, and she would have a little contest going on in the schools to mm -hmm. find and identify plants in the springtime. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I uh, just got woke, woken up by her love of the outdoors. And, and, and how did, did, I imagine that influenced your children? I beg your pardon? I bet it, the, your uh, concern for the environment and conservation uh, was a big influence on your own children. Oh, yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was on me. Yeah. And, um, and I, I became a Conservation Commission member. And I don't know if there were any other women that were on town boards at that point. But I know that you I. had a love of reading and you served on oh, the I library do. board yes, I was for a many director. years. Yeah. Oh, and the library was such an important thing to us yes. go, growing up. Mm. Um, we walked back and forth in front of it and my sisters were great for the library and, and Miss Lamprey, who you know, if, if you walked into that library and had never seen Miss Lamprey before, you'd go, ooh, and maybe turn around and walk out the door if you were a little <laughs> kid. And of course, you had to get the door open first. Yeah. It was so huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, uh, it was very, very important to me. I mean, we didn't have books in the house. We had a few, mm. but, but we had no point. access to books yeah. except in school, right, yeah. and uh, we had that wonderful library to go to, and mm -hmm. Dorothy Jemilovich was the children's librarian, and she was always very welcoming, if you could get by Miss Lamprey. Right. <laughs> but she was very stern and had you her... had to whisper the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I, right. I remember yeah. you couldn't yeah. talk. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. Oh, How about if you whispered too much, you yeah. were told to stop whispering. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, anyway, and Brain, what about uh, you? Well, one of the, one of the things about uh, Miss Foster, mm -hmm. I, I don't know why little things you keep cropping up in your mind, <laughs> but uh, I remember one day that I was walking with her and we were going into the auditorium for something. I forget what it was. And we got up to the door, and uh, we both stopped, you know, to open the door, and she just stands there like this. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, you know, what's she, what's she doing, you know? I, it didn't fathom me. Then after maybe a minute, I just kindly woke up, and I said, oh, my God, I'm supposed to open the door. 
<laughs> and so I opened the door and she said thank you when she walked in. <laughs> I mean, she taught us a lot, you know. She did. She really did. She's a very years, good teacher. It, it helped so much in college, yeah. really. I, I was a better writer in college and all that stuff. And uh, it worked out. We had, we had things to do. But as far as, as, far as school goes, uh, I, I didn't do a lot of play, play per se. Uh, I worked, I finally, when I was in, in the senior year, I got a job at uh, Jim Zarella's drugstore, mm -hmm. and I became oh, a soda okay. jerk. And uh, it was yeah. quite an interesting experience because uh, we, had, we had one of the first televisions in town, and he put that in the window of the, of the drugstore. Oh, and people sakes, would come by yeah. all the time and stand out front and watch <laughs> the television. Really? You know, oh. And I'd have to change the channel on different times <laughs> and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, and I would make all kinds of special sodas and everything else, put eggs in, in, yeah. in it and so forth. And, and it was very interesting experience in that I learned, learned a lot of things that uh, kids at that age didn't really <laughs> need to know, you know, <laughs> about, about you cust hope. customers coming in, you know, and they, they want to know about, yeah. you know, Kotex and things like that. Yeah. And, and at that time, we couldn't touch those things, even as a clerk. Yeah. And I would go out back and I'd get the, get the, uh, the druggist and I'd tell him that this yeah. lady wants something and so forth. And he'd come out and he'd take care of it, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> And uh, as this went on, you do get a little more brave and so forth. And, and my, my wife always kids me about how I wrap up Christmas presents. Because <laughs> there's a certain way, a neat way to do it. You know, you had to wrap it up in, in, in paper. You didn't, you didn't have a paper bag like they have today. Yeah. And you'd wrap it up in paper and all that kind of stuff. And so you'd so learned funny. a lot yeah. through, through that. But it was between that and in the high school uh, chemistry ca class, the science class. Yeah. You know, I was a great scientist person. And I loved, I loved experimenting. And as one of my my hobbies, I did make a small lab in the cellar of my house in in, in on Center Street. And uh, I still have part of that somewhere in the shed. And uh, I would I would do experiments at home and so forth and do all kinds of things. Yeah. And and I had such an interest that the teacher and I don't remember we had a couple of them. And uh, I would do all kinds of exper experiments with them. And then when we got to discussions and et cetera, uh, I would, I would correct, correct the teacher. <laughs> correct, no, correct you must have teacher. been popular. <laughs> and, and so it was, it was, well, it probably got out of hand at times because I'd end up arguing with the teacher because this, <laughs> this isn't so and that isn't so and all that stuff. And uh, she eventually made me in charge of the chemical uh, room. They had a room that had all the chemicals in it and so forth, and I was in charge of that and so forth. So I got an early start in being a chemist, and uh, so uh, that started me thinking of college and so forth. And when I when I got out of the high school, uh, I, I still worked for the drugstore for a very short time, and then uh, I went to uh, Canton and worked in a textile factory for, for two years. And uh, at that time, it was 1941 or something, I forget now what year it was. And I was making over $100 a week in this textile factory. 
And at that when time, was that one? Right out of school? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And uh, gee, I wish I'd known that. It was interesting work, but I, I would have grabbed it. I always had this chemistry <laughs> thing in the back of my mind, you know. Yeah. And so I, I went to the boss at where I worked, oh. and I said, you know, if you were to go to textile school, I said, where would you go? And he told me, he said, Lowell, Lowell Tech, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I applied there. Actually, I first applied for Tufts, and I, w I didn't get into Tufts, but then I went to Lowell, and uh, I was accepted there. And I, I graduated from there in 1954 uh, with a BS in, in textile chemistry, so that was that was good, you know. And then uh, I went to check my mailbox uh, the last day of, of school, and uh, in the in the mailbox was the greetings from Harry Truman, and he kind of had other plans for me. <laughs> oh. So, so uh, I went immediately into the into the service. But interestingly, at that graduation, uh, my sister was was there, as, as most of the family was there. And uh, she was in the in the Air Force at the time, and she had a great time because she st she stood at the base of the platform, and e and each time one of the uh, ROTC members came off, they're they're suddenly second lieutenants, I guess, or something, and uh, I w I was never part of that because I was always a 4F, and. Uh, which is strange because after I graduated, then I became 1A. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to Korea. But she stood at the bo bottom of the stairs, and, and the, first, the first person that salutes has to give her a dollar. So all, all, these, all these ROTC members had to give her a dollar. Oh, <laughs> that was interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I worked a lot of times after, after school. You know, I didn't have a lot of what I considered playtime, but I was happy, you know, doing yeah. what I doing So what, what, sorts, I what sorts of um, uh, values and, and causes or things that are important to you uh, came directly from your experience uh, growing up in Easton and your college and, and, and your life? Oh, boy. Now, with, with Alice, you know, it's uh, the environment and preservation. But I think I know with you, it's the historical preservation, isn't it? It, it was. I was always interested in, in history. And uh, you know, as I was mentioning to Alice, I guess, that I would go up into the attic in my grandfather's uh, house, and they, they would have trunks and so forth of all kinds of things. And I'd paw through these things. We were just reading and about that, yeah. the stuff you were showing me, Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah. I brought I put <laughs> a lot of stuff that came out of there. Uh, one of the things that I got that my grandmother gave me was, was my great-grandfather's Civil War sword. Oh, my. And I have that today. Is that right? And I oh. also have uh, documentation uh, from that era. I have a sheet of paper that's, that's a directive, and I think it's from General McClellan. I haven't really traced it down that, that much, but I think it's General McClellan, and, and it's mm -hmm. signed by, by he, he, and um, so I, I do collect things, and I have a very large amount of genealogy at home. And uh, I picked this up as being a young kid, you know, just, just going through my grandmother's stuff and, and collecting, collecting things. Yeah, and then that grew to... Well, Priscilla, I encourage you, if you ever see that Wayne is presenting a program around town, uh -huh. to, to go and you know, make a point of going to see him because he's so yeah, knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, uh, I, so I, organized. Yeah. But I'm, I'm currently a trustee at the Massachusetts Archaeological Society. I see. And, and uh, I have given programs on that uh, <coughs> at, at uh, the various uh, uh, places, libraries and uh, historical societies uh, in the area. I've done mm -hmm. about six of them, I guess. Well, we'll have to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do one yeah. for us. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you could, you could do that, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, are there any uh, comments to wrap this up that you might like to share? Well, you know, I, I would like to say that um, I'm very happy that I grew up in Easton, and I feel the obligation to support the town, to support the library. Um, it's payback time. Mm -hmm. I can't give my time anymore, but I certainly can, can give money to these organizations that um, did so much for me as a child. And I have tried always to um, return the gift of a safe, secure, and happy childhood to the town of East and the one that I have. And I would love mm -hmm. if, if uh, children could get that same sense of security and happiness. And to keep in touch with their classmates and always be glad to see one another, right, Wayne? Yeah, we've been so lucky to have so many classmates in the immediate area. You know, yeah. It's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the things that I remember, like you, you know, I try to do everything I can for the town of Easton, even though I live in West Bridgewater. We're right on the line with a second house <laughs> over the line, and I, I swear someday I'm going to move the stone and move it over here, you know. <laughs> but, but I remember, too, uh, during the, in the 40s, I forget the exact year, uh, when I think it was Tom Mix came to the Rockery. Oh, to, yes. To sell the war bonds and so yes. forth. And uh, that was always interesting. We used to play on the rockery, place cowboys and Indians yeah. around the rockery. You know. Do you remember Gene Autry when he came to yeah. town? Oh, that's, yeah. that was oh, Gene yeah. Autry, I think it was. Yeah, Gene yeah. yeah. Autry. Yeah. Charlie, my husband, uh, used to go riding with his father all the time. They had mm -hmm. two horses. Mm -hmm. And Charlie, the biggest thing that ever happened in his life until he was about 14 or 15, when he discovered girls, <laughs> uh, was that he rode in the parade when Jean Autry came to town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, used to talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was and, a big yeah, deal. Yeah. And, and, of course, <clears throat> we know that Jean Autry was invited by Winther Baines, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, yes. who was the yeah. owner of Queeset House mm -hmm. and who built the Queeset Gardens. Mm -hmm. Uh, as he yeah. invited many actresses because he was uh, a Broadway producer. Yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, um, it, was, it was a big day. Yeah. yeah. My my big day with a, with a movie star was when I was in Korea, uh, when the U.S. the U.S.O. troops came through and so forth. Uh, Debbie Reynolds came in, oh. in one of the shows, and I have pictures of me with my arm around Debbie Reynolds. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Terrific. Well, listen, thank you so very much. Um, I, I know I've enjoyed this, and, and I, I, certainly you two have enjoyed sharing your stories. Oh, and, yes. and yeah. you well, have Wayne, Wayne and I have always kept in touch with one another, mm -hmm. and so it's nice to, have, to hear all mm -hmm. his stories. Well, I can see yeah. the mutual yeah. respect that you hold for each other, mm -hmm. and that's wonderful, just wonderful. And I hope that those of you who have been watching at home have enjoyed this 
program as much as we have sharing it with you. Thank you. Until next time.